so alone in the world today. I have no idea what's going on anymore. Welcome to the Photo Weekly, the greatest online podcast related to the FODF. Here are your hosts, Red Rascal and Slappy Pappy. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it's a new week of the Photo Weekly where we're keeping it light and lively, all positive vibes. Come for the stats, stay for the tangents. Speaking of tangents, we've got the cleaner on this week, and boy, oh boy, does that guy hate traditional narrative structure. <laughs> Slappy, if cleaner was a sci-fi fantasy character, who would he be? Oh, what a question. Uh, I'd say he was a mixture of uh, several of the classic Lord of the Rings uh, people. I feel like he's got the... Um, uh, the, the Oh my God, my brain. Sorry, we've been drinking all the way through the cleaner interview and I am wasted. Um, he, he's he got the, the jawline beauty of um, the fucking elf. What is his name? Legolas. You know Legolas, thank you. Um, he's got the unpredictability of Gollum. He's got the power of Gandalf uh, and... He's got um, the likability of Sauron. You know, I asked Beef the same question, and he said that he thought it would be Oedipus because he's a motherfucker. Get it? You know, Beef and I both played Oedipus at JMU at the same time. He was in the main stage, and I was in the touring company. And um, I was universally lauded as the better Oedipus. So. Fuck you, beef. Yeah, suck it, beef. Main stage is for wimps. Touring companies where it's at. Mm-hmm. The lead. Five things happened in the week. Here are those five. Coming in at number five, we've got Dr. Feelgood with a 4-2 victory over Liberty Fires. Feelgood with a 1.5 to Liberty's 2.2 and with a 38.3 to Liberty's 33.7. Liberty came into this one looking very strong, sweeping the cricket portion with a 2.2 and 2.1 legs, but fell into immediate trouble as Feelgood came back to sweep the 501 portion, including a nice 26 darter in the fourth leg of the match. Both players throwing very decently as far as East standards are concerned throughout most of the match. However, they did fall apart a bit at the end. Liberty had been sitting on a checkout after 22 darts. Nice leg. And then Dr. Feelgood ultimately took the leg after 62. So that probably didn't feel good for Liberty Fires. I'm a comedian. You're so amazing. The good doctor left the match with an 11% checkout rate. Liberty sitting with slightly less at zero. I'm not a mathematician, but if you check out at 0%, I think it's going to be difficult to win legs of 501. Also, shout out to uh, Dr. Feelgood. She checked out two back-to-back legs with 50. Like, she checked out on the bowl twice, which is amazing. Whoa. I don't think I've ever done that. I did not see that when i was checking the stats otherwise that would have been performance of the week well sorry feel good sorry should i don't think she listens to the podcast i think she has an axe to grab (laughs) podcast dr feel good please write in and tell us how much you hate the podcast oh i would love that number four uncle corky four to three over the outlander corky had a 1.8 to outlanders 1.9 in cricket and 44 even to 45.6 and 501 
Corky, who has been very middle of the pack, came out strong against division leader Outlander, taking the first leg of cricket with a 2.0. Then Outlander came back immediately with a nice 2.4 leg. And then they continued to trade blows in the 501 portion, each player holding throw until the sixth leg of the match when Corky finally broke against the Outlander, securing himself the match victory. Although Outlander did break back in the seventh with a solid 25 darter. Yeah, Corky just eked Outlander out checking checking out wise, going 20% to Outlander 17%. So statistically, the results of the match do make sense just for all of you statisticians who are worrying out there. Normally we'd put a tangent in here, but uh, we have the hour-long tangent, which is the cleaner interview, so we're going to move on. We're just going to go right ahead into number three. Doughboy with a 5-3 victory over Pepe Lay. Doughboy with a 2.1 to Pepe Lay's 2.5 and uh, 57.4 to Pepe's 49.6. Doughboy took the first leg of cricket with a 2.3 and Pepe came back swinging with a 3.6 in the second, including a 7 mark, a 5 mark, and a 3 ball round. Uh, they can tr- they continued to trade blows in 501, splitting the first four legs before Doughboy went insane and finished the f- the match with 19 and 20 darters in the seventh and eighth legs. Yeah, both these guys really checked out impressively. Pepe, however, had a hair better at 25% to Doughboy's 24%. Uh, Doughboy's power scoring was the name of the game, though. It got him the match victory. Despite a great performance from our podcaster of yesteryear, a.k.a. The Quitter, Oh, the quitter from Spokane. How's that hand doing? You Spokanian. Spokanian. I, Spokane. I'm so embarrassed. No, I, I don't know. I'm making it up as I go. Number two, Callie Kidd had a rough week. After 7-2 victory over Radar last weekend, Callie was primed and ready for a three-match week, or so it seemed. Monday against Barboy, Callie lost 7-2, getting swept in cricket and unable to snag more than two in 501. Wednesday, was, he was given a tall order, and despite a 2.1 and a 53.3, was only able to take one leg off the B-League force that has been sweats. Thursday was his only hope for redemption and redeem himself. He did not. Once again, despite a very statistically close match, was only able to secure two legs off the tungsten toaster. And in Cali's defense, he is coming off a back injury, a rather serious one. So it's got to be tough to even get up and throw when you have back issues, much less. I think in, on cast, he said, his right leg is two inches taller than his left leg now. So that tells you how much he's fucked up. Baby. And also in his defense, just to run some numbers here, Kelly had a 1.9 to Barboy's 2.2, a 2.1 to Sweats's 1.4. So somehow that works. And a 2.0 to Toaster's 2.8. And then a 49.4 to Barboy's 55.4, a 53.3 to Sweats's 59.4, and a 51.7 to Toaster's 52.3. So again... For all you statisticians out there, you can worry this time because maybe it makes sense that he lost this one. But based on the numbers, he did not deserve to get beat up this bad, especially when he's already been literally physically beaten up so bad. Callie, we don't literally feel your pain, but we do feel your pain and our hearts go out to you this week. I did feel it as a part of the Greater Ginger Collective, you know, when that when. He had his injury. I looked up and said, there's been a disturbance in the force. Yeah, you guys have that connection. One of the best gingers in the world has suddenly cried out in pain. (laughs) Star Wars deep cuts. Oh, baby. Number one. 
We got the Surgeon with a 5-4 victory over DeGrubbs, a 2.8 to DeGrubbs' 2.7, and a 58.6 to a 56.5. What a match this was. Surgeon swept Cricket with a 2.4 and an insane come-from-behind victory that started when he threw a 6-bowl round from which DeGrubbs very understandably never recovered. Surgeon stayed strong, moving into 5-0-1, taking the first leg with a cool 22-darter. DeGrubbs finally got on the board in the fourth leg with a 28-darter and stayed hot, taking two more with 25 and 21-darters. Surgeon, however, took the next with a 27 and secured the match victory in the eighth with a 21-darter of his own before DeGrubbs tightened it up yet again at the end, closing out with a 29-darter. Great checkout from both players. DeGrubbs slightly better at 24%, to Surgeon's 21%. And really just a really exciting match overall from both guys. It's probably, maybe, could see this in the playoffs. I don't know. Let me check the standings real quick. I don't know if DeGrubbs. Yeah, DeGrubbs is, is tied for train for the last playoff spot. So you could see this maybe again. You might not see this unless they make it to the championship. But uh, i got a feeling Surge may make some noise here at the end of the season and move up to maybe that that fourth playoff spot or second playoff spot without. It, it's the fourth spot. There's just two bye weeks, so. Two yeah. first week. Would love to see them head to head again, regardless. Exactly. Exactly. Absolutely. There you go. I wish I had an absolutely track from. I'm sure I can go back and see. Yeah, we can rip it. Pull one. Fail of the week. Way to be bad. This week's fail of the week goes out to our good friend Alpine Stranger, whose power outage this week forced him to cancel his match against fellow Potter Red Rascal at the literal last minute, which quite in fact led to one of the most fun casts we've ever had. As friend of the pod, The Criminal took the opportunity to spend the rest of the cast taking beef bucks wagers on every nuanced detail of the rest of the DC TV matches that were going on that evening, prompting a large demand for future wager-only casts. Alpine, your power outage, though unfortunate for you, turned into an enormous source of entertainment for the rest of us, so instead of thanking you, as would be the reasonable and empathetic thing to do, we're hurling fail of the week on your plate. Congratulations! I really wanted to play darts. I was so excited. It might be fortunate for him, not unfortunate, because uh, I was fucking slinging. Like, I was ready to go. And uh, so it may be to his benefit that we don't get to play that night, because I was really feeling my new Robin Loxley darts. But uh, regardless, uh, you know, we this is like the third week in a row we've done a podcast-adjacent fail of the week. So if you're playing us, you might want to look for your name in this spot. I would also say that it is almost universal that um, anyone who's ever had a, a match canceled on them at the last minute is when they were throwing amazingly. Oh, yeah. I wasn't actually throwing amazing. I'm just saying that because that's what you say when it happens. Yeah, of course. Of course. I'm also, not saying you're doing anything wrong. I'm saying that's universal. And it's not uncrim. Criminal needs to start his own bookie because he is an unbelievable line maker. I mean, I think every single time it was in one or 0.5 of whatever line it was he made. It was so exciting to watch. And I, I literally uh, suggest that we only cast E matches like that in the future. Cause no, that you know, was genuinely a blast. Unless like cleaners playing and we get to see that chin on cast. 
we'll just bet on the on the matches. And actually, it might be more fun to see the live match. Uh, so instead of instead of casting what's going on, we'll just do the you know we we'll, we'll mute the feed so that they don't hear what the bets are, and then they just know they're being cast, and we're all betting on them. We I, we're creating the future right now. In the year two thousand. <laughs> Leg of the week. Congratulations. This week's leg of the week goes out to someone who, frankly, people, just be grateful he's not performance of the week. That's right. It's the dragon himself, Congraw, throwing a 14 darter against Laser Cat in the final leg of a sweeping victory that night. He started the leg with a 140, followed up with a ton, sneezed on the third dart of his next throw, only throwing an 81, slammed another 140 in, leaving himself tops, which he drilled with his second dart on the next throw. Congratulations, small girl, con dragon, or whatever mystical name you're going by, you ethereal mystery. You are leg of the week. It's only me. If anyone ever understands that it's only me reference, they'll never will. But I will literally give them a thousand dollars if they can tell me what that's from. Okay, actually, right into the maybe Photo one person podcast, and maybe if one you person get it right. What the it's only me. I didn't do it right because I don't know what it is, but I know somebody listening does, and you have just been guaranteed someone talking in a whole accent, but it's the most random the most random pull from the maybe surgeon or or DJ can find it. Dilly, maybe dollars. It might be a check, it might be Venmo, it might be ten one hundred dollar bills, but only in beef bucks. Bodal weekly podcast. Payable only in beef bucks. Performance of the week. Way to go. This week's performance of the week is out of respect for bipartisanship. Because despite any loony conspiracy theories or hateful language and brutal insults that I've personally endured, keeping me from sleep and forcing me to reach for the drink, which I don't otherwise do. This man threw a hell of a match, and I'm a goddamn professional. That's right. It's time for me to eat my words of yesterweek, because left-hand hooligan had a 7-2 to two victory over the king himself Wednesday night in an epic match that will not soon be forgotten by either of them, provided Raj remembers it at all, given the two-thirds of a bottle of Evan Williams he took down the gullet. Hooligan swept the cricket portion with 4.3 and 3.6 legs, including three five marks, two six marks, two seven marks, and a nine mark, all three into the triple 16, and a three bowl round. He continued to punish into 501, starting things off with a casual 23 darter, before Raj came back and got himself on the board with a 23 darter of his own. Hooligan then kept slugging as he took the next two with 25 and 15 darters, Raj came back for his final leg win with another 23 darter before Hooligan went in for a second 15 darter in the penultimate leg and a 19 darter to close things out. Over the course of 501, he had 16 95 plus rounds, including a maximum and a 100 finish, during which he was presumably attempting the first ever simultaneous fail of the week and performance of the week as he drilled the triple 20, immediately hit the double. 10, 
and called game. The Knights caster Dilly Dilly was kind enough to inform him that no, in fact, that is not game before he made his way back to the Aki and peacocked the biggest peacock, perhaps in photal history, as he put his third dart right next to his second to take out the leg. Congratulations, left hand. You are as bad as they get. And you are this week's performance of the week. I had a flashback to the photo quarantine cup where I was paying out on double tens. I'm sure Lushy did too with the Lushy Lushy finish there, but that's a nice Lushy rascal finish for left-hand hooligan. Yeah, that was dirty. That was some some dirty, dirty business right there. And I'm just really glad to see you two patch it up. I mean, it's not like an email could come in that would ruin that, right? I mean, I wouldn't necessarily say that this did patch it up, but oh. now all of a sudden I am very <laughs> excited for Rascal's Mailbag. And now, ladies and gentlemen, we have a very special treat for you all. He is one of the largest characters in all of Fodal and inarguably the most mysterious. So tonight we are going to try to get to the bottom of this chisel-jawed enigma. He is the cleaner. Welcome to the cast. Thanks for having me. <laughs> he just became a southern prostitute. I'm so aroused. Hey, uh, Mike, thanks so much for joining us on the cast. We really appreciate it. It's already been the most fun interview, and we just started. But uh, I'm going to have ma subject matter for days for all the extra post-podcast uh, trailers. But I got to tell you guys, no matter what happens, they all talk, they talk a bunch of shit before we even started this. <laughs> That's very true. They were uh, like, don't say everyone. this, don't say that. We'd, we'd put a lot of brackets. Yeah, so we're, we got to tamper you down, man. Otherwise, it's going to be off the rails. Whatever, you know, I am who I am. Speaking of, where are you from originally? Where are you now? And where are all the places you've lived just during the pandemic alone or in your life? Because it feels like I've seen you throw at every time you throw on, on cast, you're in a different location. <sighs> got to tell you, uh, where I started throwing was the East Village. Uh I spent a bunch of time right across the street. Uh, it molded about five guys in this league into who they are and how they throw. <laughs> Answer and, the fucking question. And that's not, bull that's not bullshit. You can laugh all the fuck you want, Shawnee Mac. <laughs> but you, you wouldn't be shit if it wasn't for the edge. Yeah, and, I know that. And uh, we, we learned... I'm still not shit for the record. <laughs> We're talking about the Ash no, from you too, right? I'm just kidding, man. Uh, we we learned to throw darts there, uh, and you know what? It was like 15 years ago, and we just stayed up all night long. That's a great darts. answer to the question: Where are you from originally? <laughs> so, so, oh Jesus! Wow. Well, I mean, I thought you meant my dart. Career. No, man. Where are you from? Tell people us about, about you, Cleaner. The people want to know about you. Who we'll you get to are. the darts. Oh, all right. Uh, I'm from Michigan, and then I moved to New York, and that's the end of it. <laughs> <laughs> where are you living now? I'm no. Uh, listen, you're you're pissing Elle off. I wish we were on video because she's pissed. Uh, it's my little girl, my little dog. The uh, I'm from Michigan. I'm sorry. I didn't know this was. 
Tell him, Al. I, I think she's yelling at you. Formal. Uh, I thought we were just. Uh, yeah, I'm from Michigan. Uh, I grew up on the west. I grew up on the west side of Michigan. Uh, it's called Spring Lake, Grand Haven. I went to a side. private private school called Muskegon Catholic Central. Uh, I was. I was Hi, a wrestler. Al. I was a wrestler my entire life. Then I played basketball, football, soccer, everything you can imagine. And then uh, one day I decided to move to New York City, and uh, that's where the story picks up. I was 21 years old, and I had $500 in my pocket. I'm just and imagining uh, McLean playing Quidditch in high school. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, he was a no, no, but it, but it is real. Like uh, I did. Uh, I I moved there to model when I was a younger kid and and uh it was it was a struggle, like a very, very big struggle because I moved into a model house and uh all the other models were like fitness models and they worked out like thirty hours a day and Jesus. And uh what what is so a model they, house? Like, how did you end up in a model house? Was that through an so, agency or, or friends or how did so that happen? Yeah, so, uh, someone paid for me to move to New York City and they put me in a model house. Uh, and he was an agent and I still owe the guy everything in my life because, I mean, look where I, I'm at today and, and I, I have a great life and uh, I wouldn't have it without him. But <laughs> uh, We lived in this shitty model house in Far Rockaway. Like, if you take the A train all the way to the end, uh, Far Rockaway, uh, it was just a disaster. Like, they would uh, they would boil all these eggs, and all these meatheads wouldn't want to <laughs> eat the yolks. So, my diet consisted of yolks. You were the yolk guy. I was the yolk guy. Your and, cholesterol uh, is probably awesome. <laughs> I mean, I was 140 pounds, like 150 <laughs> pounds, 160 pounds, whatever. Oh, that's right. You whatever. were arrested. Yeah. Zero percent body your fat. Chiseled jaw, yeah. that uh, concentrated yolk. Yeah, that's all I was. And then, so to answer your question, I came from Michigan to New York. And, that's and you're back in Michigan now. Well, and so, okay, no. so you were a model at uh, at one point. What, what other job? Because I know personally, you and I have been friends for a thousand years at this point. So, um I know you've had a thousand jobs, all of them interesting. So, like, take us through the road of of your career. Oh man! Uh, so I modeled, and I and I made a living off of it for about eight years. And uh, I started a business with one of my best buddies, who was the guy who married us, Eric Funk. Eric um, Thruple. Yeah, yeah, and uh, we would provide models for hire all throughout the city. And, you know, when I wasn't modeling, I was, you know, charging these people 60 bucks an hour to stand there and pour a little vodka and a little water into a, <laughs> a drink, you know. Uh, and And I did that. Like I said, I was 21 when I moved there, and uh, I did that for so long, and and it just, you know, like I said, I had $500 when I moved there, and then 
it I just had opportunity after opportunity arise and uh you know that's when I kind of met these guys you know like uh Brandon Sean uh, and Eric like we all met in the midst of me at my height making it like of modeling yeah, we well, walked into the what? edge bar, the aforementioned edge bar, and we saw this freak of a of a model uh, smoking everyone in darts. He was on another team initially, and we and we uh, we scouted him. So why don't you tell us that story um, of? Uh... I couldn't. I just think there was. I mean, there's there's a couple of stories. There's Please a couple tell us of all of them. There's yeah, let's get it. Let's... All right. So there's one. You know, like, originally, like, uh, we played against you guys, and I had this guy, his name was Al. He might have been 100 years old. <laughs> he had a ponytail, and he came from Staten Island, and he would walk from Staten Island. <laughs> to in the East Village. He would leave, like, two days early <laughs> to get there. And that's a real story. Maybe two years. Cleaner replaced Graber. Yeah, I mean, Graber, um, I want to go on record and say he was the worst dart player I've ever fucking seen in my <laughs> life. Garbage. He's a, he's a piece of garbage dart player. If we can edit that and send it to him, I would like that. But yeah, yeah no. Uh, so um, we all hung out, and I lived across the street from the bar that we were all playing at. And uh, it just... It just turned, I mean, we were very young. Like, uh, these guys, you guys aren't that much younger than me. Maybe like two, three years, four, four or five years. Brandon's what? Yeah, six, seven years, eight, nine six, years. <laughs> Jesus Christ, I'm old as hell. So everybody's really younger <laughs> than me. But, uh, so it turned into this really good friendship that we all just started playing darts together at the edge. And then the edge... Everybody had sex with everyone there. <laughs> it was a nude bar. And uh, we just started throwing darts, you know, like, and that's. Cleaner, I wasn't planning on asking about this, but since you brought it up, do you want to talk about your storied history as a ladies man in New York City? Oh, let's hear it. Well, I mean, talk, do you want to talk some figures? You guys would have to ask questions on that because <laughs> all right then no, we'll leave it alone you can't talk um, about it <laughs> no I mean, you can only I'm say married. yes or no because uh you might no, be overheard I mean, on the I'm, other end i mean i'm married now and it, it doesn't matter like i mean my my wife probably banged a bunch of dudes before me too <laughs> you know like let's hope not uh yeah hold on let me go talk to her real quick yeah find out how many she's got and then you tell us your number <laughs> My money's on cleaner. Oh, oh. Hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Are you actually doing this to your seven-month pregnant wife? Uh, cleaner, this is probably a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> yep. All right. So in the meantime... Uh, okay. She's out there. She's out. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm in... I'm in like the... You know... You know, for... 400. The four or five hundreds? Yeah. You're almost four, a little Chamberlain levels, bro. Yeah, but you know, it is what it is. 
That's surprising. Cleaner, why don't you tell uh, a talk about the um, apartment you lived in where we used to uh, pregame with 50 down uh, before all of our matches and how you ended up there? All right. Well, so in my modeling days, uh, I created that company that I told you guys about. And uh, we would we would host parties at different events and it was great. And so they would ask us to come back and back and back. So I would, I would provide models for huge parties. And this one particular client, I mean, the guy's worth, you know, a hundred million dollars. He asked me to oversee and manage the building of his night. It was on 19th and Park Avenue, and he wanted me to oversee it being redone. And he was going to put about $500,000 into it. It's about a $9 million apartment. So he redid it for $9 million. And uh, eventually it was going to be redone for like $30 million. So for about a year, <laughs> it was just there. And were this you living is, in it? it? This is the truth. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But like you were living in it, like overseeing the work. So I asked him, you know, I had just broken up with a girlfriend. And I said, listen, can I live in there? And he said, yeah, no problem. So I, you know, it's kind of crazy. Uh, I was about six months. My brother-in-law, who was one of my best friends, uh, he got cancer and died. Oh, shit. So within six months, uh, I went back to Michigan. And uh, my sister's only two and a half years older than me. And we dealt with the death of my brother-in-law and. He was 32, and it was just a disaster. My niece, my niece was seven. My nephew was two. Like it was a mess, and uh, it was in the middle of when I was living in this apartment. And uh, I came back to New York after about four months, and. Uh, can't explain it man it was just a mess like i would have hundreds of people over every night in this apartment it's probably a, no joke 20 million i think the the, pe the people who own it now are the owners of uh the ceo of uh victoria's secret yeah so to just paint the picture a little this is a full story apartment on park avenue and and what street 19 the park 19th and Park, and it's uh, uh, the whole floor of the building is, <laughs> is, is the apartment, just so everyone's clear. About was it, like, finished when you lived there, or was it in, like, a state of construction? So, so that's, that's what I was kind of getting at earlier. Sorry, I kind of got off track. But, uh, yeah, uh, it, he finished it. He put about $500,000 in to carpet it and make it for parties only. And the kitchen and all this stuff. So it was a 4,000 square foot apartment that was 
fully done and somehow I was living there. <laughs> and how and many God, times did you literally break the bed? Oh my God. Like I can't even so a bunch. So a bunch. he has he had he only used it for entertaining and uh, I was living there. So he made me move my bed to the other side of the four thousand square foot apartment. <laughs> So I moved my bed, and uh, we're all. <laughs> he he flies in, or he drives in a band, a jazz band from Chicago, and he hosts a party for like his fortieth anniversary or something. But it was on Friday night, and it ended at about seven p.m. So we. <laughs> Literally, they kept everything there. So we had the access to have a party for, you know, 40 people. So we did. All 40 people came over. There was a separate room for a a comedian. There was, it was just nuts. And it just got out of control. And I can't, like, but when I woke up, there was there was the cleaning crew coming to clean it up, and I go to jump off my bed, and the bed just breaks, and it's like a brand new king size bed, and the bed breaks, and the girl kind of falls out of the bed, and I rolled out the bed. And there's a whole cleaning crew of about maybe 30 people. And everyone goes, I don't know what the fuck happened here, but it looks epic. <laughs> and that's, I, I mean, Shawnee, you were there? I wasn't there that night. I was there for some of the I, other ones. Brandon was there. I guarantee Brandon was there. Graver was there. Pitzer was there. Everybody woke up and we all woke up and we all helped. Just clean up. Yeah. No, I was definitely not part of that. Guys you are. Well, hey, cleaner, let's talk darts. I'm sure we'll get back into a tangents. And please do not let our somewhat uh, tiny of a framework here try to, to limit who you are. So just tell us whatever you want. But we have to still pretend like we're asking questions. So, hey, how did you get into playing darts originally? Have you played your whole life? Like, when did you start throwing darts? Started throwing darts in the East Village, like I said earlier. Uh, you throw in Michigan at all? No, never, never picked up a dart. Never picked up a dart in my life. Uh, never, never, never once until I moved to Third Street and First Avenue in the East Village. And uh, I got to say, like, these boys, like Pitzer and Graber and, and uh, Shawnee Mack and Brandon, like, they're a big part of the reason that I still play. Um. I wish I had the time and the skill to play a little more nowadays, but uh, yeah, no, that's how I started playing. Uh, and then uh, we went from third and first, and we moved to shit uh, double wide. We moved to double wide. Yeah, so started- the bartender at uh, at the edge fired uh, all our favorite bartenders at the same time. Um, and so they, uh, one of them opened, uh, her own bar 
10 blocks north. And so we never played at the edge again. And we all moved to her bar. And uh, that was our cheers until um, until she uh, sold it for a whole bunch of money and is living her dream now. No, she's dead. Yeah, she, <laughs> she was. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that your friend's dead. The, the she's not. On no, she's she not died. She's, <laughs> she's not. She's dead. fucking she's, dead. She's dead to cleaner. Um, ah, I got you. I got you. No, but, she's uh, not dead to me. I still talk to her. She lives in LA now. I know. She's <laughs> the best. Um, so, it was funnier when she was dead. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, cleaner. Uh, as you were just saying, where uh, were some of the reason you're still playing? What was your original impression of the photo? How did you get into it? Uh, what do you think of the league now? Uh, so... I gotta, gotta tell you, um, I was so annoyed. So annoyed when you guys <laughs> talked about it. Well, in, and to tell you the truth, I'm better at darts than all you guys. Well, you were. Yeah. Yeah, but you guys all joined the league, and I was the last one to be invited. Oh, yeah. As far as, like, pecking order of um, talent. Well, no, just in general. It. Like, I mean, I could I could beat you 6-0 right now. Okay. We, should pause so we know, we know what we're doing right after the pod. I mean, I could, there's no chance. Like, I mean, I taught you guys how to play darts. <laughs> Says the guy who we recruited to Wait, our dark. You team. recruited? Oh, come on. From JMU? What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> no, but so honestly, what do you think yeah, of the league this now? is what it is to be friends I'm with the cleaner. At, no exchange makes There's sense no fucking, whatsoever. Okay, here no is what. If Brandon and I were to play darts, you think Brandon would be me? No, Brandon's the worst dart player that ever lived. We all know Could that. We're talking I about BPZ for our dear listeners. Um, all right, but uh, here is a true story that I that I need to tell. Uh, the, an anecdote about the cleaner that I'll tell is um, we were playing in a two uh, uh, doubles tournament uh, in the league. And I had I was doing a play in New Jersey, and so this was in Midtown Manhattan. And I was like, I have to leave at four o'clock to get to my call time. And um, so AM or PM? AM. Uh, AM. All the shows start at seven AM in New Jersey. Um, <laughs> and so we were uh, we were crushing it. We killed everybody. We made it to the finals, and it was four o'clock. And I was like, Cleaner, I'm sorry, I. I didn't expect us, frankly, to get to the finals. And so, uh, you know, I got to go. Uh, I have a train to catch. And um, this guy just left me. I did. I left him high and dry. And I got a text while I was on the train to go do my little play uh, that Cleaner won the, the championship Canadian. Um, that's how good he was at darts at one point. And I so he forfeited your throws and still won? Yes. Wow. I fucking smoked him. <laughs> you, you channel your anger towards uh, Sean for that? No, I mean, like, honestly, I, I'm a B, C player. I just don't practice enough. 
What are you doing, bro? Get out of fucking... What are you, an E now? Fuck. I'm an E. Yeah. Wake the he fuck was... up. You he know was that... like a notch <laughs> behind Surgeon when we were playing in New York. Just like a tiny notch. I and only... on a good night, he was better than Surgeon. And... I only... I only so him have being an three, e makes no sense. I only have three flights. Three, <laughs> I only have three flights and three also, little things that, that hold the flights. Didn't Krim send you a really nice board? Where is that board? Oh my god, yeah. That's in Michigan, which you'll see my game go about ten things higher when I go back to Michigan in the next couple weeks. Well, it's right in time for the playoffs, dude. You gotta make them and uh, dominate. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> uh, but I also did like a dry couple weeks, and that was when I played the two best guys in the league, Magic Wizard and uh, Adna. Adna. And they're both very good. You know, they are good, and they you are, are very good at darts. But I'm fucking better, so it's just a crutch. So on that note, who's your favorite person to play against in the photo? <laughs> what? Uh, <laughs> Did uh, I just who's the guy your who mind? Has, uh, who's the guy who has the pinball machines? That guy is fun. Magic Wizard, or actually, could have been. It could be no. either him or Wolverine. Either of the guys. Wolverine. You just Wolverine. Oh. oh yeah. There's a guy who owns like pinball machines and plays them for a living. Yeah, that's that's uh, Wolverine. Okay, so he's my he favorite guy in darts, the world. He puts darts in his. Uh, Hands like Wolverine's claws in his picture, and it's really cool. All right, well, so he's my favorite. <laughs> and an honestly, I got no problem playing you, Rascal. Yeah, I, I love playing you too, buddy. Played. I think we played once. We played at doubles. I think we played once when I was here. You were whacked out of your gourd. And you had no <laughs> shirt on, and you were just <laughs> tossing guards like into the wall. <laughs> That sounds accurate. Yeah. So, all right, I mean, cleaner. We can't have you on the pod and not clear up uh, this memory that everyone has. But the lost dart saga. What happened from your point of view? And did you ever find that third dart? <laughs> so you guys have no close. You have no idea how close I am to pulling that shit again. I only have <laughs> three. I only have three darts, three flights, and three little. Uh, what are those things called? Stems. Stems. That's all I have. <laughs> so you're literally. <laughs> it's. Uh, Do you think that's affecting your PPR? Like, are you trying not to hit your other dart because you're terrified? One. We. I'm playing in a garage in Michigan. And. So you're in Michigan now. It. No, I, I when that happened, I was playing. Where are you now, Cleaner? Where are where in the world is Cleaner San Diego? How is this not like a video thing? Because I I'd have three outfit changes already. <laughs> that's for our that's for our OnlyFans. Yeah. <laughs> Total weekly OnlyFans. I'm in in the, I'm in uh, Pittsburgh, Indiana, which is about twenty minutes west of Indianapolis. Were you what? about to say Indiasia? Indiasia, yes. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. Okay, so you're going back to. Well, I hope you make the. I hope you throw with the playoffs from your home with the board and more darts. So you know when I throw my darts in Indiana, uh, I measured it from the 
<laughs> thing behind the bed to the bed. I have to walk around a bed. I'm throwing over a bed every single throw. Like, I can't just walk up and grab it. I have to walk around the bed and grab my darts. That's the truth. So, yeah. bed is perfectly, whatever, seven foot, nine inches and a quarter to the board. So, I throw it, and everybody says that my camera's shaking. It's because I'm bumping the bed to get my darts off of the fucking board. <laughs> So speaking of le- your your storied uh, history with struggling with the uh, darts out of, do you have a favorite memory of um, from the New York Dart League? Because uh, I've shared a couple anecdotes. Do you have a favorite one that I that I haven't mentioned or maybe even don't know about? There is there is one story that just mm. <laughs> so we're playing. So we're at the edge, which was across the street from my apartment on 31st. And Brandon and Eric lived across. They lived on like. They lived. I don't know where the fuck. A few blocks north. Yeah. Yeah. They lived somewhere around there. So me and Brandon and Eric were playing darts. And there was this guy named Spencer. And he was pretty good at darts. And he starts throwing darts, doing whatever. And he. He's pretty good, and uh, Pitzer and him, Eric Pitzer, who is formerly known in the league as the surgeon. I wonder what he's known as now. Uh, douchebag. <laughs> <laughs> uh, starts getting into it with him, and we're, we're just playing darts, and this guy pushes him, and he I mean, Pitzer's a... Have you met Eric? He's a big guy. Have you met Eric? Eric's like 6'3". And I'm like 6'8". So, like... (laughs) It's not a group you want to mess with. So, anyway, I I look at this guy, and I... You know, he, he pushes Eric in the chest. And we're... We're looking at each other, and I said, if you touch him again... I'm going to punch you in the face. And this kid, Spencer, touches the surgeon on the chest, and I whale him in the face. (laughs) Just fucking blow him in the face. (laughs) And the bartenders, everybody, everybody starts jumping in. Like, it just turned into a whole brawl. That was my favorite moment in darts. And the best moment of the whole thing was the next day when he showed back up to play some more darts and his eye was just swollen. And me That's and amazing. me and Pitzer and Brandon, uh, who's beef easy, who, who should be in uh Fodal F, uh, we all just cracked up. So you kind of <laughs> stole my question, which is what was your favorite surgeon memory? So I'll change it to what was your favorite slappy pappy memory? Oh. Ooh, man, you know what I could do? I could send you. It might not be tonight, but I could send you. Oh. Uh, we all used to play out a double wide. And then uh, before all this shit happened, we would go 
and we would go down the street and we would sing uh, karaoke. Oh, and God. I'm not sure if, if anyone in this league is aware, but Slappy Pappy can sing The Little Mermaid like no one's ever fucking heard. Okay, I think, I think we need to clarify this. Um, so there was this very famous karaoke bar right across the street from... Uh, <laughs> Wait, clarify, it's the truth. From our, yeah, no, but I'm saying that you said the Little Mermaid, and so everyone's like picturing me singing Part of Your World. Here's the thing. Yeah, that's I, exactly what I was thinking. Yeah, no, it's, not, like, it's not that I would Les do. Les Poissons? Uh, oh, no, uh, I should have done Les Poissons. But I would always act like I was about to do some big, like, obnoxious rock number. And then, you know, like, they'd hand me the mic. And, you know, I'm. I'm not- Sure, what you're talking about because you put the song in. Yeah, exactly. But so I would I would go up to the mic with the energy of an asshole, and then "Poor Unfortunate Souls" would be the song that came on, and that's what that's it's amazing. unbelievable. How Sean, it's kind of crazy how we're the same person because I have the same exact move, but instead of singing "Poor Unfortunate Souls," I go up and I sing uh, Dan Hill's "Sometimes We Touch" to the like most toughest looking guy there, who's uncomfortable <laughs> when I'm talking about pushing him to his knees. Uh, I did it once to my boss at a work party. That did not... Actually, I think it, it worked out well for me. Everyone laughed, and he was like, it's a little over the line, but it, it was funny. <laughs> well, <laughs> have you been promoted since? Well, I left that job, but I'm not going to do it at my new job. Let's say that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, but that was... Uh, that is true. I won't deny it. I did Tell me, me, what what league are you in now? B. Jesus Christ, you're that good? I should have been an A still, but cleaner, or surgeon, not surgeon. Cleaner. Cleaner, dude. You're the surgeon. I mean, you're the cleaner. I'm sorry, this scotch is going, like, listening to cleaner talk makes me want to drink scotch for some reason. (laughs) Slinger. Slinger. For some reason. You get 20 minutes of him talking to your nuts, you know? I finished ninth place. I finished ninth place and somehow got demoted, but, and then Slinger quit, who was in eighth. So it's like if he just quit two weeks before that, I would have still be an A, which I'm honestly fine with that because I'm struggling in B, but you know what? Hey. Nah, the new thing is we'll talk about that every week on the podcast. That'll be love it. It's fucking slinger. Yeah, but where do you, where do you think people are gonna go in this league? Like uh like I said in a drunken mess. You were a drunken mess? There's not much of a difference between B and E. The top, just, of, I think, the top of E could hang uh, with E. I don't agree. Uh, I top agree. of E could hang with, like, top of D, maybe. Oh, get the fuck out of here. Are you kidding me? You, you think that <laughs> You're going to beat Rolling 20s? Can you believe this guy punched someone in the face? No. It would probably Rats. be me if we got together, too. And then we'd start No, Raz, I'm going to tackle you. Bro, we're going to tickle each other so hard. <laughs> We're not fighting. We're tackling each other. Tickle fight. All right. We've had this. We've been going for an hour. So ask the last question, Sean. Yeah, I've got one more very important question for you. It is, how much do you hate Beef Easy and give me all the reasons why? I hate him because we were roommates <laughs> and he was mean and he sucks at darts <laughs> and the fact that he could Roast rascal. In what? Good looking contest? Dark. 
dark. Nah, get out of here. Okay. All right. Oh, hold Shit. on. Hold on. Uh, before you end this all, I want to play you one-on-one. <laughs> it's me, you versus me? Yeah. We can play tonight, but I got to record the rest of this podcast. <laughs> oh, do, we- do your fucking podcast. If you want to record it and have it shown to everybody that I smoked you. <laughs> we okay. I love That's it. Fine. I love this it. Is, this is my outsider promise to you, the listeners. The tag to this episode will be the final score of that match. <laughs> okay. It's oh, awesome. You got, you got time for this, Rasmus? What's the format? Oh, bro. It's nine o'clock. Um, Daylight savings. I feel like it's we'll 10, it, but it's only nine. We'll make it uh, a, a, a D League match. Yeah, so it's a D League match. It's right. seven legs. We start with two crickets. And five five oh ones. I love it. I'm gonna fucking roast him. <laughs> I love it. I can't wait. This is so exciting. There's no chance that I don't win. <laughs> rascal comes. This is the old cleaner. I, I actually have a little worried for you, Rascal, because yeah. this is the cleaner I, I use. There's absolutely no chance that I don't win. Cleaner, have you been drinking tonight or are you sober? Uh <laughs> I just golfed seventy some holes. <laughs> so you're sober, it sounds like. Hey, uh, McLean, it was a lot of fun having you on, and uh, we're definitely going to play that match once we get done recording this podcast. (laughs) Three-way FaceTime, me, you, and Slappy. I cannot wait. Not not sure I had to be sober for this interview. (laughs) (laughs) Were you? (laughs) I'm not sure I had to be. What's with the fucking questions? (laughs) No, no, I was trying to gauge how good you'll be at darts if you were drinking or if you were sober. and there we have it folks cleaner you're the best i love you thank you for joining us and uh Uh, your match later on tonight sean you gotta you gotta watch this match Uh, try and stop me all right folks it's that time time you've been waiting for it's the time i've been waiting for it is the one it is the only it is the Rascals Mailbag. Standard flights in the sky. Double double for love shy. Don't do math like a rook. Core crim will get shook. It's Rascals Mailbag. It's Rascals Mailbag. Hey guys, me Rascal here. Reading some emails this week. We got first email up from Phil Brown. It says, I'm sorry. Hello, Rascals. Best regards to you, sir Slappy Pappy. It is midnight, Wednesday night, Thursday morning. I'm on beer nine, writing in to apologize to Slappy. I immediately felt bad when you offered your apology on last pod. Rascal had no right to interrupt your apology as he must have pre-read the railbag emails. As we all know, an apology cannot be taken back. It is an admission of guilt and cannot be undone. I would like to accept your apology graciously and say that I'm sorry for my reaction as well. I'd like to start anew with you, Slappy Pappy, as I rooted you on in your triumphant effort versus Beef Easy tonight. And lastly, I would thank you for the pod jinx you placed on King Raj with the 9-0 prediction. Between the jinx and the pod bump, I had enough ammo to maintain my perfect perfect regular season versus the best player in Fodal. On another note, I was sure Slippery Surge was up to tricks when he had a surprise open cup draw thrown in to delay matches and force me into an all-nighter. Talk a boot, all-time backfires. Lastly, I'm sorry that Rascal's Conspiracy Corner has consumed me like a conservative reading his or her first QAnon weekly update. I'm done with it. Unless, of course, 
another match goes to my opponent. Love you guys. Love the pod. Love Tian Hooligan. Hey, what a great email. Love it. Don't worry. I'm, there's a second one because yeah, I, don't think I was about to say I'm so nervous about writing in another one. Uh, Phil writes in sorry again. Sorry also for the whole Californian thing. I was definitely not talking shit about Nooch. I don't know if I just made the voice actor must be from Cali Hollywood Association or if I was finally remembering your predecessor, Pepe Lay, who's not from California. You could see on my treble 20, double 10, 100 out that I jumped to assumptions and have no clue. Slappy, you have always chosen the correct side. Team Fodal. I feel so much better now this is all over with and we are all friends again. Cheers. The nice guy, left-hand hooligan. <laughs> Amazing. Is there a third? I'm terrified. Oh, that's it. Oh, yeah, Terry my... Sardo, fuck you, sloppy pot. No, just kidding. <laughs> I can't believe it. You made me so nervous with the, uh, is there an email coming in that, that could ruin this whole thing? I like we to both... use the power of the mailbag, how I see fit. Oh, my good. You're the, you're the dangerous one. If we were watching Survivor, man. You, I'm the guy you... in the background when all the other girls. The... Eat. That guy exactly. in the face, he's like, hey. You're the non-threatening guy that everyone's just like, oh, yeah. He, we're all friends yeah, here. Yeah, he makes the fire, and, and you know, he's so reliable. He's no threat, and and then you, one by one, cut our throats. Hey, hooligan, I'm back in the States, baby. Put the bluegrass on. USA, USA. <laughs> Another email from Dave Whalen. Hello, friends. Hi, Rascal and Slappy. I disagree with the assessment of Red Rascal being gritty. I think a better fit would be the main man from Montreal, the current mascot of Les Habitants, and first mascot to switch from one special sport to another, Yuppie. Also, go Kyle. Excuse me. Go Kyle. Should appreciate this. And I just want you to say, go Kyle again. Go Kyle. Also, Rascal, good luck against Sweats. Sweats is going to give it to you. As they say on my other favorite podcast, no spit, no lube, sandpaper's finished. Good luck. 8-1 Sweats is my prediction. Later, dudes. Toaster. Toaster, thanks for jinxing sweats on the podcast. What a true friend you are. I really appreciate that. Finally, an email from Nicholas Stage entitled Small Penis Anonymous. Oh, yeah, baby. When I was cornered by a repulsive man with a sweet, sexy voice and a sweet, sexy man with a repulsive voice, I was asked to give <laughs> feedback on the podcast. I denied at first, but then I gave in. Which one do you think is which? Am I the repulsive man with a sexy voice or am I the sexy man with a repulsive voice? I think you're the sexy man, the repulsive man with a sexy voice. Yeah, that makes more sense. And I'm the sweet, sexy man with a repulsive voice. Although your voice isn't repulsive. sexy. I would do us. But I then mean, I gave I'd in. <laughs> okay, fine. First things first. There's not enough talk about chicks, simply put. I want to hear more about how Fodal is moving towards having ring girls like every other manly sport. Don't be like the Detroit Lions and wait 50 goddamn years to display some talent on the sidelines. Second, who gives a flying piss about left-hand hooligans' bullshit issues with the King? I mean, after all, every single member of the league is very well, well that very well aware that the best rookie class was the last season. I mean, seriously. Third, I think vulgarity could pick up a notch. When I think about the best radio, I think about Howard Stern. He does exactly what you guys do. Just have open dialogue and simply say what's on your mind. I need you to tap into that more perverse world that I know lives deep inside both of you. Let it out. Don't be so afraid to shock people or even offend for that matter. I think you should actually call people out directly on the podcast as well. Don't ask for anybody to mail in. Tell them they're mailing in or else they'll be absolutely shamed in the next podcast. Present them with a topic to get their perspective on a professing issue like DJ's need to shove his vegan dick down everyone's throat. And... <laughs> To get you started, I officially call out the Nooch to write into the pod and present the biggest issue he may have with a photo 
Maybe it's bonus points. Maybe it's 4 p.m. dinner postings in the food porn channel. Maybe it's just Dilly in general. I also call out the toaster. I want to hear his number one reason for underperforming this season because, well, he did. Nooch and burnt toast. Feel free to call someone else out when you write in next week. And last, and most importantly, I wouldn't change a goddamn thing. It's one of the best hours I get in my week, and I'm being serious with that. I appreciate you guys. Keep up the good work. Much love to all the Fodlers. May as well oh. end with some predictions. One, Congrel Nooch finals this season. Two, it'll be a sweaty playoffs in A next season. Three, rolling 20s in the A the season after that. Slappy will be in C the season after next. Cheers, sweaty McSweat sweats. That was an amazing email, and I'd like to point out that uh, I did tell you to write in, and you did sweat, so I'd also like to tell you to lose to me in your match this week. Thank you. And I very much appreciate the... I appreciate the confidence about C, uh, that's going to be tricky going rah, rah, from rah, rah, rah. E to C in uh, in one season. So rah, 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 rah. I, uh, I appreciate you. But If you'd uh, like to be on the Photo Weekly Podcast, Rascal's Mailbag or Rascal's Mailbag. Wait, that's it? The same right time? Rascal's Railbag. Write into photoweeklypodcast at gmail.com. That's F-O-D-L weekly podcast at gmail.com. Around the league. Who's on top? And who's a power bottom? Now let's take a look around the league, starting at the top of A, as we always do. In first place, you got the Dragon, Congrel, 119 points. 15 bonus points this season. That's insane. He's got King Raj there behind him at 98 points. Nooch at 84. Left hand at 82. Surgeon in fifth at 73. Grubs at 54. Train at 54. You got Dilly and Laser tied at 41. And Deadhead at 30. Now, all these seven matches played. Deadhead's only 11 legs out, and he plays Laser this week. And also, he did a lot uh, to, to take care of business because last week he beat Dead or he beat Dilly 6-3. So if he gets another 6-3 to three, uh, result here coming up, looks like he's got Laser, uh, sorry, in two weeks. Next week, um, Deadhead has Surgeon. So that's he's going to try and get as many legs as he can, but... Certainly not been, completely out of it. Yeah, I've been sitting on this for a while, but I've secretly been rooting for Deadhead uh, <laughs> throughout the season, and so I you have been really, sitting on it. You're right about that. Yeah, I've been uh, really keeping it quiet. Um, would would love to see Deadhead actually um, take a few legs here in the ladder and get himself out of the relegation. Well, uh, Laser's got the grubs, and then. Deadhead and Dilly has left hand and the nooch. So if he's gonna get it, it, he could overcome and maybe take Dilly if Dilly gets swept. Um, would mean Deadhead needs to win more legs off Surgeon and Laser than Dilly wins. Well, plus 11 or plus, I guess, six legs. Deadhead needs to win six more legs off of Laser and Surgeon than Dilly can win off nooch and left hand, which is possible. It is possible. It's possible. And Dilly, you know, we buried the hatchet. I'm not rooting against you. But it's Deadhead. He's he's Deadhead. Moving on to photo B. We got Sweats sitting very comfortably at 111 
with a match in hand against Bud the Chud, who's right behind him at 104. Bar Boy down at 92. Author right behind him at 91. Repad at 87. Toaster, 84, which is our, our first significant dip, is uh, Alpine behind him. Although there are only seven matches played for him at 63. Same with Radar at 54. And you, my friend, Rascal, at 53. Before we're back up, to where the another significant dip because these two players both have eight matches played again. Uh, we get the jig at 44, and then Cali Kid with his aforementioned rough week uh, at 42. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's tough for them. There's actually those guys play together this week, so it's uh, week eight. You got Cali Kid versus the Jig. That's a huge match Ooh, for uh, relegation standings. Yeah, hopefully we get that cast because boy is that. Serious. significant yeah yeah and then uh you know up at the top of the division um it is really tight everywhere from you know sweats has a significant lead but then everywhere from um from bud the chud uh bar boy author repat and toaster it is anybody's game there yeah i can even see alpine sneaking into the playoffs if he uh take care of business this week uh if you yeah. play me just play me alpine he's playing what, you can't play because you're down under? Alpine Stranger? Yeah, they don't have electricity down under? <laughs> Alpine Stranger. Um, he's got to do significant work against you to get to get up into the um, the uh, playoff position. Yeah, that's true. We're, we're playing 10 weeks this year, so I think Bud's got one more match. He's pretty much locked in. And then everyone else is kind of... Everyone else at the bottom underneath... Alpine, me, Radar, Jig, Kelly are fighting to not get relegated, and Alpine's hoping to sneak into the playoffs, but it's probably a long shot for him. Yeah. Moving on to photo C. We've got Doughboy at the top of the standings with 103 points. Rolling 20s right behind him with 102, but a match in hand. DJ's in third with 87 points. Criminal with 86. Hacksaw with 75. Pepe Lay with 70. We have Kilf and Lush tied at 67. Accountant at 62. Madhouse at 59 and Fireman, the Fireman, the Furman, Furman at 35. You know, it's yeah. crazy that Furman's at the bottom. I played him last night and uh, he threw really well. We, we played best of nine. I went to the last like the cider. I mean, obviously, Red Rascal took it home just like he's going to uh, when I play cleaner directly after this. But uh, Fireman threw really well. As you said that, I literally just got a text from Cleaner Is Rascal going to play me? Uh, so <laughs> yes, bro. It's kismet. It's happening. Um, oh, it's happening. But yeah. Um, the other thing is, I'm also like, I'm really sad and disappointed because two weeks in a row we've asked for emails from the fireman, and um, oh, I called him out about it. Uh, I busted his balls, and he still didn't write in. That hurts because we want to know two things: is it a whiskey drink, a vodka drink? a lager drink, or a cider drink. And we also want to know, how's it going to be? And, like, we can't breathe if we don't have the answers to these questions and we're suffocating. So, yeah, fireman, I mean, It's like we'll fall down, but we won't get back up again. Right. It's the worst case scenario. So just write in and, and let us know what, what's it going to take for once you come down to D to get back up to C. And get back up again. How's it gonna be when you go down once again? 
All right, moving on to Photal D. We got Outlander up at the top at 92. Triple T behind him at 73. Cannoli at 71, tied with Alki. We got Scooter Magooch behind them at 67. Corky at 65. MCM, that is the Music City Madman behind him at 58. We got Darty at 57. Beef Easy with a match in hand. Uh, sorry, the opposite of a match in hand uh, at 52. A match got, out of hand. Yeah, you got Fatty Patty at uh, 46. And uh, go KR. Fatty Patty. Oh, you? You know. You know, that gossipy bitch who just walks around fat. the neighborhood talking shit. Fatty Patty. Um, and then uh, Gokar, um, in a in a rough position at, at 35, down in the bottom. Uh, so, I mean, it is pretty... Outside of Outlander, it's really tight. Um, you know, for those next five positions, it's 73 to 65 between five players. And even Music City Madman is at 58 if he has a big week. You know, it's it's really tight. Um, me and and Beef and Darty South, because Darty has to play both me and Beef yet, um, are going to be uh, fighting to stay out of the uh, playoff position. Uh, but it's really looking like it's between me and Beef to stay out of the playoff position. You're going to need to take care of business. I need you to listen to what um, Cleaner said tonight and take it to heart and show him that he's wrong. What What did he say? I don't remember. That, that he's better than you. Five hours ago and I'm wasted. Um, oh, that. Well, it depends how drunk we are. There's a window, as I've said since I entered the league. And finally, looking to Foto Lee, we got Magic Wizard at the top with 71 points. Adnak at 65, but he's got a game in hand. Cleaner at 55. Wolverine at 39. Mac Attack at 35. The Law at 34. Liberty at 33. Gazpacho at 29. And Dr. Feelgood at 23. So, you know, really and truly, with uh, they've only got two game weeks left because there's no buys in, in Foto Lee. There's only 10 players. Um, you know, I could see anyone from from even, I mean, Law is at 34, and he's got an extra match in hand. So he's got four more matches to play. No, sorry, three more matches to play. And uh, I could see him sneaking up into the playoffs. Mac attacks in the playoff picture. I mean, really, even Liberty, if he has two strong weeks, could be in the playoff picture. Um, you know, Magic Wizard isn't really locked it up in the top. He's only uh, he's 16 points ahead of Cleaner, but uh, he's only six points ahead of Adnac, and Adnac's still got a game week in hand. So... Uh, really, he's going to shake out here at the very end of his last few weeks and be a really exciting run to see who gets that auto promotion and who's uh, going to make the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, uh, wasn't that good commentary? Great. I enjoyed it. Nothing was missed. <laughs> I was answering McLean, uh, texting me, all excited about playing you later tonight. And so I wasn't listening to a goddamn word you said. I apologize. I thought you saw my hilarious usage of a GIF and laughed. Oh, I did do that too. Nice. But then he was texting me on a different thread with uh, Beef and um, and the surgeon. All oh, is he talking play. smack about Red Rascal? No, he was oh. he, he was just excited that he was getting to play. He's, That's exciting. Love that guy. Maybe I'll let him win. He needs it. <laughs> Maybe oh, I'll let him win. He needs it. Shit. Here it is, folks. If Rascal loses tonight, it is because he let the cleaner win. I'm a gracious god. What can I say? Who you got?
Who will win? Who will lose? Happy, happy, and Red Rascal twos. Week seven results. We're still waiting on Adnack and Law to play, but overall, Slappy, do you ever, uh, do you ever like to eat, uh, you know, fast food like specifically from a gas station, like Slurpees? Mm, yeah, sure. Who doesn't like that? Because your ass got beat seven eleven, son. Oh shit! Rascal with eleven points, including four correct picks. Slappy with seven points, with only one correct pick. Uh. I my favorite of the week was correctly predicting a four four tie for Hacksaw DJ. I'm really hitting those DJ ties this season. I just you love I, I a DJ tie. Is. Oh yeah, yeah. I just really love it. But uh, overall, that puts us at Rascal at 38, Slappy at 52. So I'm tr- I'm trying to come back. It's it's uh, it's gonna be a long road, but uh, yeah. I'm gonna do my best. You know? work uh, speaking of, let's look ahead to week eight. It's week eight. Who ya got? Starting down in E, as we always do. The Law versus Gaspacho Slappy. Who ya got? Mm-hmm. This one's tricky. I'm going to go. Mm, I'm flip flopping. I'm going to go tie. 3 3. 3 3 tie. Uh, let's see. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go law four two. Okay. All right, Slappy's going three three. Uh, Liberty versus Magic Wizard Rascal. Who you got? I'm going Magic Wizard five one. Um, yeah, I love you, Lib. It's not that I don't believe in you, but I. But this week, I don't believe in you. I'm going uh, Magic Wizard 6 nothing. Ooh, clean, sweet, brutal. Liberty, right in. Tell us how that makes you feel. Darty South versus Beef. Rascal, who you got? Man, no, you know, I... Slappy, I slappy this time. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. No, because I gave it to you first, and then it was me, and then it's me, and then it's back to you. What? You guessed first on Law Gaspacho, I guessed right? first. And then... then it goes to me, then it stays with me, and then it goes back to you. It's different every week. I'll just I'll know. just follow your lead. Go ahead. If you want to guess first, I you. No, I don't. So I don't at all. I'm so gracious. Sloppy who you got. I don't want it. You take it. You take no. it. I'm not answering until you do. All right. Darty South versus Beef. I need Beef to lose big here. Or I need Darty to lose big here. But I need Beef to lose big here more. I'm going 5-2 Darty. Five two dirty rascals going dirty four three. Think the dirty south rises up. Uh, Triple T versus Scooter Slappy. Do you want to take this one first? You just want to tell me which ones you want first. Does that, <laughs> that make you feel bad? I mean, you're, Rascal, you're like fucking you fifteen got, points ahead of me in the standing. It's fine. I want, just tell me which I want, you want, I want this for you. Uh, you know, Triple T had a rough week last week against Unholy, and Scooter had a strong week. So I'm going Scooter four three. Ooh. Fascinating. I'm gonna go triple T five two Ooh, yeah, four three. Triple T four three. Nice. Uh moving up to C, so eight legs this time. Hacksaw versus rolling twenties. Slappy, who you got? Going rolling twenties. Uh eight legs? Yep. Rolling twenties, six two. Six two. Rascal's going rolling five three. 
Accountant versus Madhouse Rascal. Who you got? Who you got? Six two. Sorry, Madhouse. So that's you, you went accountant six two. That's a that's bold. I'm going uh, tie four four. Four four. I think accountant needs it, and Madhouse. Uh... Oh, four four or so. All right, uh, toaster versus radar. Slappy, who you got? Oh, I love you, radar. Um, we're in nine legs. Yes. I'm going toaster. Eight one. Woof. Rascal's going radar upset special since toaster is talking shit on me. Five four oh, radar. Yeah. Uh, Rascal Barboy versus the offer. Who you got? This is a great match. Author so far has not lost a match this season, and uh, uh, I think he's going to keep that streak alive. I'm going author five four. I was going to do that too. Suck it, and and I I will suck it. Um, I don't. I can't ever. Go against the offer. I just can't do it. So I'll go six three D offer. Uh, you said six three D offer. I did. All right. Uh, finally, up in a nine legs. Slappy King Raj versus the Nooch. Who you got? Yeah, I I have been burned too many times uh, going against the Nooch. I keep doing it, and he keeps. Making a fool of me. So I'm going to go 5 4 Danooch. Nooch 5 4. Rascal thinks Raj bounces back. Rascal's going Raj 6 3. Uh, Laser versus DeGrubbs. Rascal, who you got? I'm going to go DeGrubbs 6 3 as well. I'm going to go DeGrubbs. He's another one who keeps making a fool of me every time I bet against him. He, he plays great. Um, I'm going DeGrubbs uh, 7 2. To grub seven two. All right, that's it, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much to the cleaner for being on the podcast. What an amazing night! Uh, hopefully, we can squeeze this into a. Uh, I think it's an hour and a half is our limit on anchor, but if oh, not, geez. we'll release his segment in two sections. If you'd like to write in to the Photo Weekly Podcast, please do so, and also make sure you tune in to Darts Night on Twitch Monday through Thursday on the Twitch TV slash FO Dart League Twitch channel. We'd love to hear from you in the chat. If somehow you're listening to this podcast and you're not talking in the chat, like tell us that and I will I will go nuts. I'll gift you a sub if you can do that. Otherwise, I'm your host as always, Red Rascal. And I'm Slappy Pappy. Hey. Hey, Fireman. It's me again. I find myself talking to you a lot these days. And here's what I'd like. I'd like an email. It doesn't have to be to me. It can be to the rascal. But I'd like an answer. We have some questions that need to be answered. It's not much that we ask. It's just enough. Whiskey, vodka, lager, cider. How's it gonna be? How's it gonna be? You've been listening to the Photo Weekly. Tune in to Darts Night on Twitch every Monday through Thursday 
on twitch.tv forward slash FO Dart League. All opinions expressed in this podcast are solely those of the casters and are not representative of the Fodal. The Fodal Weekly is in no way affiliated with the Fodal and we are unsure if it is trademarked or copyrighted. Any and all questions should be directed to the law. See you later.